a, a brief uh, passage of scripture. It's found in Second um, Timothy chapter four, and verses one and two. And uh, it goes like this: In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and His kingdom, I give you this charge: Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. It's written by uh, Paul, uh, variously known as uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, or Paul, formerly known as Saul. Uh, He was someone who Jesus met on the road to Damascus and uh, arrested his life, turned him from someone who was anti and hostile and against everything that Jesus stood for and his people, and became a key leader and a key church planter and a key... um, a key man in the life of the early church, and we are, we are so thankful for him and for the scriptures, the, the, the things, the letters that he wrote that we are able to learn from. And he's writing to Timothy, to Timothy who um, was someone that he saw come to faith, that he saw the gifts of God in, and left as a co-laborer to particularly lead and encourage the church. And Second uh, Timothy is, is one of those letters. Uh, it's, a, it's a long email in modern speak, and uh, it reminds Timothy of some important things. And in chapter 4, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, just that lovely reminder that, that Jesus Christ, the anointed Jesus, the Messiah Jesus, is always in the presence of the Father. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. In other words, there is no one beyond his authority. For He has died for all people. He has been raised to life, a sign and, uh, and demonstration that he has conquered death over every uh, principality and power, that there is no one beyond his reach of rescue, that there is nobody who is outside the orbit of his authority, even here today. I like that phrase, the orbit of his authority. Just thought of it give you this charge because of his appearing that God has come amongst us and his kingdom which is amongst us. I give you this charge, preach the word, preach the gospel, preach the truth of Jesus, the word of God. And talks about be prepared in season and out of season to correct, to rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Uh, the reason I focus on that is, is that one of the things that, that was particularly uh, evident at New Wine this year, but also just, I, I guess, looking back over a number of years of Christian journey, there, there seems to be something of, of a season change. Um, we're less used to seasons in Britain. Um, I know they, we do see them, the, the leaves change color, and uh, the, the rain blows, uh, falls a bit harder, and the wind blows, and then it kind of goes green again and rains. <laughs> I mean, the change in the season is easy, more easily marked out by the, the appearance of Christmas adverts on television. <laughs> Has they, have they come yet? Not yet. I, they're kind of August. They won't be long, no. That's <laughs> the change in the season, isn't it? I, I don't watch telly anymore, uh, kind of, so I'm spared that blessing of uh, the Christmas adverts. Seasons change. We've been in a season in the UK 
that it's been tough going for the kingdom. I remember a, a, a tutor, a guy called uh, Spurgeon's, where I, I trained. He, he's just res, uh, stepped down as a principal a, f- a couple of years ago, a guy called Nigel Wright. And he was, sometime, he was reflecting upon the culture at, at the turn of the millennium, turn of the century in Britain, and said, it's a tough time. He said, it's a tough time because we can preach the gospel and we can be the most careful and excellent and persuasive in our preaching. And it's, it's as if it's like a depowered bullet. It just sort of plops out of the barrel or doesn't seem to hit where we're aiming. And he said, um, kind of slightly flippantly, he said he'd just come back from a, a trip to the Caribbean. And he'd, he'd uh, taken a sermon or a couple of sermons that he'd prepared and preached in Britain and seemed to have very little effect. And he preached in the same way and the same message and probably with the same passion. And he said, it was astonishing the, the difference in response. He said, it's as if I could have got up there with a phone directory and read it out and people would have come forward to receive Jesus. The culture, the climate, the season was different. The openness to the gospel. But I do think we are, we are in maybe something of a, and, and a change of season. There must have been something of this in, in, uh, in Paul's experience. And he, he writes to Timothy, be prepared in season and out of season. When it's easy and there's fruit, when it seems that things go well, when people are eager to listen. But don't give up. Out of season. When it's arduous and tough when it's not welcome when people not so keen carry on the word is true for every generation there seems to be and I'm not going to pretend to know why in all measure there seems to be something of of a change in 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 a Culture in Britain's openness to things of spirituality of the spirit. I kind of noticed that. I remember when I became a Christian in 1991, nobody really wanted to know that. Very few people would be that receptive to praying for them. I mean, in church, yes, but beyond that, no. But, but something seems to have changed. Maybe that's because there is a changing season in our world that there's a, a disillusionment with what was called modernity and, and that was where science had proved things and we removed any need of God in our, in our world, in our sphere. You know, Tony Blair's famous phrase, we don't do God. I mean, he did privately, but not publicly. You know, God was, had been marginalized from British public life apart from the religious ceremonies in the sacred spaces. But maybe, just maybe, the shaking that's gone on from the financial crash to the rise of militancy to political uncertainty to the arrival of of peoples of other faiths from other parts of the world where there comes a strong tradition of Christian faith. Maybe that has changed things in ways we can't perceive. Or we're just beginning to recognize. 
change of season. We heard at New Wine a, a guy uh, from the Gate Church in, in Reading. Phil's mentioned this a couple of times, of, of seeing well over 2,000 people who have made commitments to Jesus Christ on the street. That This church had a, a prophetic word about 18 months ago, and they prepared, and they have a, a, a series of questions, and they go out onto the streets of Reading, just down the road, kind of, you know, it's not far from us, and ask people, ultimately, do you want to choose Jesus? Do you want to become a Christian? And 2,000 people have said yes. They weren't, they, they said um, in his testimony, uh, those that were in New Orleans probably heard that. In his, he said that on the very first day, they, they went and they were having this week-long mission, and they expected maybe 80 people in the week, I think was the number, to maybe make a choice for Jesus. He said they saw 68 in the first day, and that was within an hour. <laughs> I mean, that's astonishing. That's astonishing. From fruitfulness, uh, fruitlessness and fruitlessness and out of season to something's changed. Something's changed. I was just talking before the service to Marco over there at the, uh, of Huxley's. When they opened, I had a little moment of courage. And uh, it was about 18 months ago. And I, I knew they were opening. And I, I don't wear a dog collar very much. But I, I just decided I'd go in and offer to pray for them. And they were all kind of rushing around and doing the last minute fit out. And they kind of thought I was just some punter that walked in thinking it was open. They were like, no, no, wish up, wish up. I said, no, I know that. I'm from across the road, that Baptist place, and we'd just love to pray for you and your business. Oh, well, we're Catholic. That's okay. <laughs> we'll pray for you. And he said, come back on the opening day, and, and uh, I, I got a champagne and a croissant uh, in exchange for my prayer. But you know, every time I go in, that was a good, I, thought I enjoyed that. It was worth a good reward, I thought. Um, every time I go in, uh, and I see Mark, I just saw him coming out and talking about the business and they invited me to go back when the new renovations to pray for them. I'm really encouraged. Really encouraged. Over the past number of months, I've been kind of um, beginning to be stirred, well, kind of responding to probably what God is saying of, um, of stepping out in faith. We, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, a Connect meeting, the first one, and, and uh, we team talking a little bit about it in the church and with the leadership team. Connect is going to be an idea of helping us step outside the fringe and the realm of the buildings and, and connect with people out there, but ultimately to connect them to God. And we, we kind of just publicized it and said, who'd like to come along? And I guess I, I did have an expectation some would come, maybe 10. 33 people came. That's amazing. But it was, it's from the prompting of the Spirit, uh, not just in me, but there seems to be, what the Lord is doing is encouraging, and we heard this again and again at New Wine, of Christians to, to take the gospel out and to, and he's at work. There was one moment in the morning sessions, and, and I'll ask for some other feedback about New Wine to encourage you that it wasn't just me. Uh, Danielle uh, Strickland was doing the morning Bible teaching. She was excellent, excellent, really inspirational. And um, she had a little bit, um, 
she, uh, there's a response and people, you know, uh, there's kind of a message, the word is preached and, and it's applied and then there's some response time. And she was doing a response time and uh, she'd, she'd be making the thing of actually, you know, it's time to stand up for the, for the gospel. It's time to stand, to not hide away. It's time to be engaged, time to, to, um, to, to step out with God. And she was inviting people to, and I was kind of like, I've made that promise. I've made that commitment to Jesus. So I wasn't feeling like I had to go out, but I was kind of like just thinking about connecting, praying about it, and the, you know, the, I'm, I'm an introvert, and doing that, going and meeting strangers, and you know, and trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, and not be weird, and, and not kind of uh, put people off. It, you know, there's kind of like an anxiety that goes on inside of me, like, Ooh, this is... <laughs> and there's kind of part of me that says, no, don't do it, don't do it. And I was kind of, you know, I knew I wanted to, and and I was kind of going. I was just praying for those that were stood up, and I, but the Lord, I just felt the Lord kind of saying, "Yeah, come on, Edward. This is what I'm asking from you." And then it was just confirmed in either circumstantial or God's kind of timing. It was literally to the millisecond as that thought was going through my head. I have a, as you've probably seen, an Apple Watch. I'm not showing off at this point. Um, and one of the things that it does, more than an average watch, but it is basically a watch, is it it kind of tracks your movement in the day so it tries to encourage you to move for a certain time and expend a certain amount of calories and stand for 12 one minute intervals sorry for a minute every hour and it tells you you know how far you've moved and it will just kind of say you're doing well edward keep going get off the sofa (laughs) turn the internet off go and run about no but it does say every period of time, it says, you know, just stop what you're doing, stand up. It's a bit like being on an airplane, you know, just to get a bit of movement going. And at literally that moment, as I was having this little conversation with the Lord, my f- phone went, flashed up, and it said, time to stand. <laughs> <laughs> I smiled. <laughs> I really did. I was like, oh, thanks, Lord. I mean, maybe I was spiritualizing, but it was very, it's just so apropos to what the Lord was saying to me at that moment. So I did stand, and my watch was happy, and I think my father is happy too, because one of the, the things Danielle was encouraging is in, for all of us as Christians is, what's the next step in our journey, whether it's a good season or a bad season, what's the next step? And for me, and I, I'm excited for us as a church, that this is another step that we're taking amongst many great God-given initiatives and opportunities that we have already to take the next step to connect people, to see the presence and the power of God at work in this place, in this day, like in Reading and like in many other places. And I'm kind of excited about that. I've come back from New Wine tired but expectant, physically tired, spiritually expectant, which is a good place to be. Nothing that a good night's sleep won't solve, but the impetus of the Lord. Preach the word in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. So, uh, that's me, that's my reflection on new wine amongst many. Does anyone who was there just want to share um, just maybe something that God spoke to you about? You don't have to give us the, the full ex- description of how and when and why and the, the whole narrative of the, the seminar, of the sermons. But just something that the Lord showed you, spoke to you about. 
you're encouraged by. I shared some of the things this morning of um, people that become Christians. There was lots of testimonies of, of people who's, who'd been healed. Really encouraging, a lady was just sharing last night, yeah, last night, uh, about how a year ago she had been really beset for a long time by controlling um, behaviors, OCDs, um, and to the point she wasn't caring for her children properly, and, and the Lord changed something, and she was up a year later saying, she's still struggling, but actually the big monster that she described it has receded, and she's not now under its control, but living a much more normal life. Lots of people were testifying to healings as well in what maybe we describe as physical. Lots of good things, lots of people coming to faith. But there were some here who were there, I'm going to pick on Karis first. She wasn't there, which sounds a bit bizarre to pick on her. But Karis was up at Momentum, which is um, a festival that Soul Survivor ran, and we're, we're heading out there with our youth back on, later in the week. Karis, you were talking about Open Doors at Momentum. Do you just want to share just what you were doing? It was, we just wanted... Do you know, let me just share, share this. Just, there was, just, I'll give you a moment to think about something, because I have dropped you in it. Um, there was, I heard of three stories of, uh, I think, uh, 12, 10, 12 year olds, including someone that I know really well, who, in their worship time, in their groups, heard God say to them, I want you to be a missionary too. Now, they're quite young, and you know, the, the wise advice is write it in a journal, pray through it, and don't bury it. So someone I know really well who is, who's 12, as a matter of fact, said his mum would take him on a hot chocolate date you know, in the midst of the, midst of the week and just said, you know, it's halfway through, just through, two-thirds of the way through the week and said, How, what's God said? How's the week been? And he was just saying, you know, it's not very communicative as boys tend to be. And he just happened to say, oh, yeah, God's told me I'm going to be a missionary to Peru. Pass the chocolate. <laughs> <And like, laughs> mum was like, what? <laughs> what's that? Oh, gosh. Um, amazing. Amazing. Karis, you were, you've been at Momentum with young adults. You were speaking on behalf of Open Doors, serving the persecuted church, doing a couple of seminars. What was it like there? Was, did you sense a season change? And we're so thankful for, for you and, and others who are just serving God in this way that God's raised up in and of yourself. We're so excited by that. <laughs> um, but a few minutes. Just share anything you'd like. I, I honestly don't know. I've not sort of thought of it really. I mean, it, momentum was quite different this year. It was in like a different venue. It was a smaller group um, of people naturally because it was just a little bit. Um, I guess it was a bit further away than for a lot of people who'd normally go. Um, it's very hard to say because I was, I wasn't in everything at all times. So I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. What was encouraging for you from Momentum? Is anything that you, um, you heard yourself or you, were, you stepped out in faith? I'm hoping there's a good story here. Let's <laughs> just move on. Well, <laughs> it's what happens when you ask people on the spot, Edward. There's no yeah. good stories. Um, uh, oh, dear. I think it, it was, I mean, again, there was, you know, lots of people being healed. It was very encouraging. I think I was actually really encouraged. Um, so one night they had an evening of prayer and the call to the front was if you actually feel like God wants you to get involved with politics 
And I remember thinking like, oh, Lord, help those people. Goodness me. And then, but loads of people came forward. And I think that was just such a real encouragement to me that actually, you know, there's God's raising up a lot of people. Did they have like a corner for Remain and a corner for... (laughs) (laughs) No, there'd have been a fight, I think. So, no, but I think that just really encouraged me. And I spoke to one person afterwards who was one of the lads um, on the team that I was leading who'd gone forward for prayer. And I think it was just really cool to see... Yeah, to see what God had been sort of speaking to him about and, you know, his heart for for the nation. And I just met, I met a few people who'd kind of, they'd wanted to get in politics and they were just kind of getting involved in like a sort of small, smallish kind of way and starting off sort of small so they could sort of, you know, so they just wanted to be a Christian presence in these places. I guess that was something that I thought was quite cool. Great, great. That's mm. a huge mission field. Mm. really is. Would you pray for, for them? Yeah. And... I know um, a number of Christians in politics. Uh, it's a hugely significant time. Let's pray for those, yeah. those guys okay. and girls. <laughs> yeah, Father, I thank you for what we read in your words of the way that you raise up leaders who, who honour you in the, in the positions that you put them in. And I pray for uh, every single person who went forward for prayer for that, Father. I pray that that wouldn't be something that kind of is put out of their mind if it's right and if it's of you lord i pray that that seed would be planted and that you would use them powerfully in um wherever you end up placing them lord jesus with whatever party or whatever um yeah whatever wherever they end up lord i pray that they'd be used powerfully by you and that you would um use them to uh, be a real influence on the nation on this nation's government and on the nation as a whole yeah, I pray, um, I pray for those people that you give them boldness, that you give them courage, that you give them, um, it, you just anoint them and equip them with all that they need to truly be ambassadors of you uh, in that really difficult field, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Karis. Any of the new wine folk, do you want to share a little bit about? Marilyn, thank you. Okay, it was, a, it was a really, really great week, really enjoyed it. I just feel that I need a good night's sleep, though. I'm absolutely exhausted, but uh, absolutely fantastic. Great worship, wonderful teaching from, uh, from, from Danielle and, and others, you know, really stimulating. But one thing that particularly uh, struck me was that I went to um, a stream of, um, of talks uh, for four days, five days, rather, and it was called um, Multiplication and Evangelism. Um, and uh, at that seminar, we were kind of given tools which we could use um, to um, go out and talk to people um, outside, you know, in the street uh, and in our community and so on. And one of the things it particularly did, we had homework to do as well. Um, and it's like summer school, yeah, isn't that's it? That's right, it was, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine doing things within the church, but I do find it more difficult um, doing things, you know, sort of outside, a bit like Edward, really, in that I'm a bit, bit of an introvert, really. Um, and one of the things that I had to do was each day I had to find somebody that I didn't know at New Wine, not anybody in the se- seminar, somebody, you know, sort of out in the... Uh, uh, in the area, um, and uh, asked them if I could pray for them and then pray for them. Um, and uh, yeah, I did that, so that was really good. Uh, I mean, obviously, in New Wine, you know, you're not going to get anybody who's going to say no thanks or anything like that. But nevertheless, it was good, you know, sort of good training round. So I'm hoping to be able to, 
you know, sort of build on that, really. And uh, I know that, um, you know, if God calls you to do something, then he will equip you to do that. So that's what I'm holding on to. Fantastic. What will, can you give us one of the tools? What do they... Well, one, one, one of the tools, really, was to, um, if you were speaking to somebody, to say to them, well, at the moment, are you feeling um, near or far away from God? And, you know, sort of using that as a, as, as a means of, you know, sort of just talking to them, really. Um, and the other tool that they said as well was that sometimes if you get somebody who says, actually, I don't want to know because I'm an atheist, is that you could actually say to them, well, if there was a God, what would you like to say to him? Uh, and, you know, those kind of things. They're all, you know, sort of open questions, really. But uh, um, I think they're things that, you know, maybe you can learn and, and practice, really. Um, so that's what I'm hoping to do. Great. Would you be willing to pray for us in that courage? Okay, I'll try. As the opportunities. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Father God, just uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for this uh, church building that's just placed on this high street here, Lord. Mm. Um, and the fact that it gives us so many opportunities, not just to invite people into this building, but it gives us opportunities to go out uh, from this place and to talk and to engage with people, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, that over the coming weeks and months, Lord, you'll just increase our boldness yeah. um, and our just ability to, to step out um, and do things which are beyond uh, and outside of our normal comfort zone. Uh, on the basis, we know, Lord Jesus, that you will equip us to do these things, Lord Jesus. So just help us to be bold uh, for you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Marilyn. I won't put anyone else on the spot, but allow. Sorry, Karis. Does anyone else from, from New Wine want to share a bit? If not, we can finish up. Yep. Jack. I want to share something that happened today, really. Great, yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <coughs> Loving Lord, uh, we pray for that man and as perhaps representative of, of so many in our world who, who live with rejection. And maybe here, rejected for jobs, rejected for opportunities, rejected by life partners rejected by the faith community. Lord, have mercy. Let us, let us, Lord, be contrary to that. For those who are alone and alienated, those who have been held at arm's length by cultures and communities because they are seen as strangers, please let us and churches in this area be kingdom cultural. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. It's amazing when you've done, I've done open, Phil used to go around the East End, didn't you, as a younger man, and uh, it was slammed doors often, wasn't it? Change. Okay, Debs. So I was challenged with three questions this week. I just went for part of the week um, to help out with open doors. Uh, one of the questions was, who are you investing in for Jesus? That really challenged me. Um, who are you impacting for Jesus? And who are you kind of hanging around with? So who has an impact on you? Who kind of softens your heart? Who kind of, you know, in terms of accountability... Um, and I went to hear a great um, seminar with Rachel Hughes. She was amazing with those questions and being challenged about that. And I was just reflecting on that. And I was helping out in a refugee camp this week with Open Doors. Um, and a couple of the guys who, when I was at Soul Survivor, took a whole big youth group, they came. So I hadn't seen them for 15 years. And it was really cool to see how they were kind of going on with Jesus. One of them was now a Christian counsellor. One of them was working in a secondary school for a teacher. One of them had just come back from a mission trip. Um, so just to encourage you and Tim, you know, <laughs> I remember late nights, crazy times at Soul Survivor, thinking, why am I doing this? But you guys are investing 
in this generation for Jesus. And for me to see kind of seeds that, you know, are sown, of then how, you know, and the impact that, you know, great events like Soul Survivor has on young people. And I was so encouraged they kind of came up and were telling me what, you know, what Jesus was doing. So for all your late nights and for all the craziness that you will have to deal with and for all the beans on toast, it's so worth it for the Lord. You know, because what are we investing in? You know, and I think I totally agree with you. For our um, Open Doors staff retreat this year, we had Malcolm Duncan talking about seasons. What season are you in? Are you stuck in a season? Get out of it. Make a small change. And I do believe, you know, that we are in this new season for the Lord. So it's cool what you guys are doing, investing in these young people. So Debs, just if you, with that in mind, thank you. Yeah, that would be great. But when you're up at half past 12, and, you know, your Horlicks is made and you're tucking yourself in, yeah. send, us a, text, send us a text are. saying, this is yes, the time. They are, though. Those Keep are the great going. conversations. Because I was a bit naughty at Soul Survivor. I, yeah. I was a bit of a naughty um, youth leader. We used to have races in Grundon bins at 2, 3 in the morning. You did what? Like around Soul Survivor, so when the kids wouldn't go to sleep. But those were the great conversations. You did what? Races in? In Grundon bins. Oh, the big wheelie yeah, bins. Yeah, yeah. But those, but, but those started conversations about Jesus. You know, those late nights, those are the good conversations. I'll pray, pray for, for you. us. I will pray, pray for, for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father, I thank you so much for just the great opportunities that we have in this country to have these amazing festivals to talk about Jesus. And Lord, I pray that as Tim and Edward and the team go um, to Soul Survivor, Lord, um, this year, that there are the most amazing seeds planted for your kingdom. Lord, we pray that your kingdom will come. Lord, we pray for thousands of lives changed, Lord, um, across this country with these young people for your glory, Lord, in the next few weeks. We pray for um, the people who will be speaking and leading and serving and cooking and just for those late night conversations, Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit mm. to just flood that place and to f impact and to soften hearts for you and for your glory, Lord, we pray. I do pray for Tim and for Ed that you'll give them um, good night's sleep, that you'll give them good rest, but you will give them just great opportunities to have kingdom conversations, Lord, we pray. Have your hand of protection upon them. And for all the different um, young people who are going who don't know Jesus yet, we pray that there are lives changed this year, Lord, for your glory, we yeah. pray. Yes. We pray as well for Scotland this week, Scotland Soul Survivor, Lord. Yeah. We pray that your blessing will be upon them as well. Yeah. We thank you for those who will be back at home as well. We pray for Kate and for Phil, yeah. Lord, um, leading the church. We just pray that you, for energy and for strength for them and, and for yeah. refreshment, Lord. Bless them richly, we pray. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Just as a final thought, um, Deb said something about change, making a change to change a, a season climate. There was, uh, Cheryl brought a word this morning to us in the church about strengthening knees. And a couple of people responded to that, which is great. But is, there were two people I prayed for on the door on the way out, who just in a jet open, how are you? Is everything okay? All oh, my knees. I said, why didn't you come forward for it? Oh, I don't do that sort of thing. And um, I said, right, well, let's pray now, kind of like before you. 
you leave. I think there's something, and we've, we've talked about this, as, there's something about what God is asking of us as a church to, to let's just be open to, to praying for each other. Um, there was an, an, some, um, a, a few weeks ago, someone came out, we knew we should be praying for, why, why couldn't we pray for you? Oh, I don't do, I'm British, was the response. Don't do that sort of thing. So it feels like, right, we're just praying now. You know, we're like the guardians. <laughs> we're kind of like the last opportunity. I really, want to, I really want to see that actually we begin to pray and ask for prayer more. And it's not an embarrassment, and it's not um, weird or awkward. It's not attention-seeking. It's actually saying, Lord, would you, would, you, would you intervene in your kingdom? Whether or not we see change immediately we want to pray to be open to prayer to ask for prayer and to be quick to pray for i was so heartened by visiting a church that has seen a season change massively um when i was on sabbatical i went to bethel in reading and one of the things you may or may not know about the church but one of the things i really noticed as i sat as a guest sitting in a big warehouse was that as i looked around all it wasn't just the front team all the congregation were just welcoming people, just offering to pray, little kind of prayer opportunities everywhere. This was what they did, of welcoming, speaking, showing you know, just politeness, welcome, but being very simple and easy and natural in saying, the Lord is here, Look, can we pray for you? Not forcing it, but of just natural and normal. And I pray that that would be a culture change, a season change for us as well. To ask for prayer and to offer to pray readily, simply, normally. So you know where I'm going with that. Alan, um, Tim. Harmonica sounds brilliant.